And on a Sunday, my ticket is a one-way I'm about to play in the sky I always knew you'd make it one day Today was such a fun day Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to Wazi Circus Radio, a show where I sit down with some of the most amazing people that I've met in over a decade of professional skydiving. I don't think I got that one. All right. Uh, my guest today, I call him Future Man. He's a skydiver. Uh, they call him Captain Cryo around Austin. He owns Cryo Body Works. He's a 32-year-old entrepreneur. Um, he owns a facility for total body recovery for acute and serious conditions. Uh, looks like the basement of the Star Trek Enterprise, son. Like, if you got sent to med- medical or something, you got, like, zapped or something, that they'd send you to Colin. <laughs> Colin Luria. What up, man? How are you, dude? Future dude. Dude, thanks for having me on. I'm honored. Uh, thank you for being honored, for being on, man. So, you trying to live forever, dog? Is that the deal? Yeah, I think the most important thing is uh, extending life. Right. And being able to maximize and enjoy it while you're doing it. There's no point in extending it if you can't enjoy it. That's true, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so the base for Cryo Body Works is it? It's all about um, circulation. Is that right? Um, well, actually, I started Cryo Body Works because one, I wanted to recover myself, and two, I wanted to help promote the wellness of my athletes that I was helping train and manage, and um, also open that up to the average person. And uh, so, the that's kind of the basis of how I got started with that, but. I just had a pretty clear vision of what I needed to be able to recover serious conditions all the way just to general recovery because um, athletes are just a really good test platform for pushing the boundaries and the limits of human potential and your musculoskeletal and mind-body health. And so you, you've got to focus on the full spectrum of your well-being in order to stay sustainable in High performance athletics. So, right. Um, so you were training athletes. Yeah. At the so so you you were saying before the show, these treatments have been around for thirty years. Definitely. All of them, or just most of them? Most of them. You right. Know, um, so the the primary signature treatment that we do is whole body cryotherapy. Right. Which most people, despite it being around for actually around forty years, really um, is is something that uh, you know everybody can benefit from, but not necessarily anybody really knows about it. Although now it's getting global press, you know, right. just this last weekend it was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And, oh wow, uh, good for you, man. Yeah, and, that's uh, awesome. So you were doing so these are things you were doing for athletes way before you opened Cryo. So you oh, just yeah. kind of took what you were doing and just franchised it. Yeah, um, the background that I have for for training and managing athletes actually uh, starts with uh, Indy 500 winner Alexander Rossi. He's one of the premier athletes that I'm close friends with and helped train and manage as he was developing through the junior levels of formula racing in Europe. Uh, And um, also worked closely with Evan Strong. Uh, He's a Paralympic gold medal snowboarder uh, and also silver um, medalist as well. And Carolina Rodriguez, she's a 
a pro, um, five or six time world champion from Mexico uh, for wakeboarding. And oh, she's, dope. she was based in Austin for a while and, um, and it's worked really, really well on those platforms. So it's like, it's awesome. It's, uh, we have a lot of success cases, but, um, you know, not everybody knows what we do. So, right. so we're trying to build awareness because, you know, if you've got something relating to ligaments, tendons, muscles, nerves, bone, cartilage, deep tissue, serious injuries, even like bone, like bone fractures, um, I will guarantee that we can help you heal faster than any other facility you've ever been to. <laughs> That's a bold claim. Yeah, but I have I have results. Doctors who are our members. I have psychiatrists. I have nurses, and I have people who have fought and battled successfully cancer, and we've helped them in that process. Awesome. So, you know, it goes to uh, pretty deep capabilities. Right. So, you guys do a lot at this facility. We yeah. what we got a tour. It was awesome. We did the cryo which is really amazing, and I'll talk about that in a second. But it's, it's, how did you, what made you put these, there was, what, five treatments you have? There's yeah. infrared, there's the magnets, there's the B12 shots, there's the B complex <laughs> vitamin shots, it's the full cryo. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you the full rundown. Yeah, yeah. It's um, whole body cryotherapy. Which is? Is an advanced ice bath where you're exposed for your maximum tolerance to cold temperatures, it's a form What's of... What's the temperature in Fahrenheit? It, for thermogenesis, it's uh, 220 degrees below zero. 220 degrees below zero, people. Yes. Yeah, I did it, yo. I, <laughs> yo, I'm yo. So <laughs> I, I can't wait to, to see you come back, and, and uh, I'll watch you do that, mm -hmm. and, um, and then maybe, maybe we'll get you to the, the next level. Uh, what is the next level, dude? The hey, my bath, eyes. I'm not getting the damn ice bath. <laughs> All right, you can watch me do it. Yeah, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> yo, this shit is ridiculous, son. So, yo, the cryo, I can see the benefits because I did sleep like a whole fucking log. We, it was awesome for sleep. Um, did you? Yeah, it was nice, man. Like the the benefits are there. There's some instant ones, but it does wear off. I can feel. I can see how you want to do it multiple times a week. I'm not doing no damn ice bath, man. <laughs> I was running back in college, not running back, wide receiver in college, and my ankle. I fucked my ankle up really? from skateboarding, right? Um, and I used to have to ice it after practice, and I like I like fuck all of this. <laughs> it's that bad. It I is. don't like it that much. It's interesting because you know, especially when you're doing icing, it feels so excruciating. It's like you know, it's almost like the pain of of the injury has to be worse than the pain of mm. the ice bath for you to 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 consciously just like, so yeah, okay, I'm gonna it. submit myself to this amount of right. pain. But you do so after you're familiar with it, knowing that that pain is gain. It's so it's serious gain. Seriously, yeah, I can't take it. So that's why I was on cryo. I was freaking out on cryo. Uh, you know. I, I know myself, I, I deal with trauma in a weird way. I have to process it. So like mm -hmm. after it, it took me a couple of days. Like my first time floating in a float tank, yeah. it fucked me up. I couldn't finish. <laughs> right? I panicked, right? I had to get out and I had to reset. And it took me a week to, to get over, okay, I will do it again. Because mm -hmm. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was, I would stop breathing. 
mm-hmm. and I would sleep in space. And I'd like, <gasps> I'd wake up and they're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna die in here, right? Nobody's gonna know. I'm gonna drift <laughs> off on some dream and my body's gonna shut down, right? Because I was so removed from it. It was freaking me out. I was yeah. traveling the cosmos. I was like, oh, my body. And I jumped back in. So I had to leave. So I started getting to saunas. I want to get to your infrared saunas mm-hmm. in a little bit. And uh, I found the same anxiety in saunas. And that's how mm-hmm. I kind of dealt with the anxiety of the float tank. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd stay in there, and I'd breathe, and I'd get through it. I'm like, fuck it, die then. If you think you're going to die, die. I'm like, oh, you're not going to die. You're right. <laughs> you never die. You just sit there, and you get through it. So now I, I can float now because I dealt with it. The cryo, the cold, the cold was so intense. A whole different test. Yeah, and it was, it was, and I made it through the whole thing. Like, your, your boy, what was his name? Uh, Demetrius. It wasn't Demetrius. Imad or Jaron. Oh, no, it was the other guy. Uh, he's kind of stocky. That's Imad. Imad, okay. Yes. Um, but he's like, man, I'll help you out. And whenever you want to get out, I'll, you know, you can get out, right? <laughs> and I was like, no, I got it. I got it. My legs, man. It felt like, I know, they were. My muscles froze. Like, it froze. It was negative 220 degrees. It was freezing yeah. cold. And it traumatized me for a little bit. Just It just pushes you to the threshold. And for some people, you know, we get them acclimated to what's their tolerance level. Um, right. You know, somebody comes in with very fair skin, um, you know, who maybe doesn't have a lot of sun exposure. So they don't have the, the, the protection layer of, of other people with a little bit more, you know, durable weathered skin. You know, their, their temperature exposure tolerance is going to be lower than somebody else's. So we will short, we'll shorten their time. Mm-hmm. Or will raise the temperature, and then they can slowly build up because collagen um, gets um, amplified in its production when you're exposed in a cryo chamber, and so that allows you to build up tolerance as you experience yeah. it in progression. You know, you build up on the cumulative effects, and you can go to 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 longer exposures. So yeah, I'll have to do it again because for maybe three days afterwards. Any cold, like I go jump in the lake. Yeah. I was like, oh, cryo, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like any any tinge of cold, my body was like shocked, like, yeah. oh fuck, you're gonna freeze again. And I did, you know. But after I've dealt with that mentally, I want to go back and try it out. I I can feel the benefits. It's just such, it is an overwhelming experience. There's so much about it that I love, which is it's not just a physical experience. It's a, it is it is a mental experience. And in some ways, it pushes you into the spiritual as well, which is, you know, you talk about um, doing the sensory deprivation tanks, which I love, or uh, the saunas, which, you know, these are different ways of exposing your body to the boundaries of uh, your limits. You know, what are what are what are you capable of of handling from a temperature standpoint, from a thermogenesis standpoint? What are you? And in a healthy way, of course. Right, not you know, torturous. But. Right. Um, energy. What are you capable of, of exposing yourself to, like in skydiving for speed? You know, um, and we do other things like compression therapy. That's pressure. That's um, that's squeezing you, literally squeezing your body. Yeah, that's the boot, the sleeves that you yeah. put on your legs and your right, and it it pumps. So here's my question. So cryo, what's happening is your your blood's rushing from your limbs to protect your organs. Is that right? Right. So when you're exposed to an extreme temperature change, your body's immediate response is to activate blood flow to protect your core temperature because that's where those 
most visceral important oh, so organs temperature, are. Temperature, not okay, but they're all located in the same same place. You're right, because you know your 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 fingers at that point, um, your body's not worried about. Right. Yeah. You know, it's worried about your heart, and so you have a very simple natural process of fight or flight response of a hormone release that gets activated. So you're releasing norepinephrine, adrenaline. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, uh, what are you talking about? Is freaking out. You start to freak out. <laughs> yes, definitely. Your fight or flight. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, should I shake and shiver to get warm? But like, no, that'd be defeating the poor purpose. Definitely. Right? So that sympathetic nervous breathe. system yeah. jumps jumps um, into engagement. and It does. And then it's like, and you have to control wow. that. You that have, is, no, you do. You have to breathe through it and not panic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, guide of the galaxy don't panic son or like you know a caveman your primal instincts kick in and you know it's a really good mental test as well as obviously a physical one because right. you know that's where you really have to take control and yeah. breathe connect to your body through breath right and that uh, anxiety i was talking about i got in the float tank it hits that fight or flight like how do you control it like yeah. it's, you know it's skydiving is the same thing going for the door you know, you know everybody everybody um, has different levels of, of tolerance for fight or flight. And um, I particularly have a very high tolerance for that. And I, I like to think that um, I'm, I'm able to, I know I'm capable of doing that in a balanced way because I, I do a lot of different exercises to um, maintain that in a healthy, sustainable way. Like, and, what do you mean? Well, um, you know, I, I think, you know, for... For skydiving itself, you see a lot of people who are um, really capable in the sport. They're very balanced. You know, they're not the junkies. You know, there's that term, the skydive junkies, right? Like that's yeah. that's real. And you know, there's other people that aren't really there for the right reasons. You know, they're not they're not balanced. Not keeping themselves in check. And you've got to whenever you're doing something extreme, whether it's what do you mean? Let's talk about that. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. What do you mean? I think you know. I see. I see some some grumpy people skydiving occasionally. But, yeah. You know, this is supposed to be something fun. Right. Yeah. And if you're mm. not, if you're grumpy, you know, I think yeah. you need to take a step back and look at, you know, what is this experience to me? What's going to, what's going to make this a positive experience? What kind of mindset do I need to be in to be able to be flexible because people make mistakes in the sky. You've got to be able to adapt and and enjoy the experience as as best you can. I think that's the the basis where I come from from extreme sports. And you might have a different perspective on that, but um, yeah. No, no, I agree with you. I mean, like, I was just thinking, there's people that, you know, it's too hot to skydive. It's too cold to skydive, <laughs> right? It's I'm like, too let's sunny just to jump. skydive. It's too this to skydive. You're like, dude, why are you even here? Like, you shouldn't even get out of the bed. Yeah, you know, if he's gonna sit here and complain, that's wild that those people even exist. There, there's not that many people that do that. Well, you were where, where were you jumping mostly? I mean, I've seen, I've seen it. What's your home uh, DZ? Uh, here. Where? Well, it's San Marcos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We all know they have a reputation. They had a reputation. Yeah, for I having think that kind of attitude. True, but around the it's not zone. just like it's not just instructors or anything like that. It's right. actually just it was the crowd. people. Right. It was the it was the vibe there. Mm-hmm. And when you go to other drop zones, people noticed it was it's a different vibe at other places. Yeah, I wish I had the experience to see that kind of diversity. Oh, you haven't? You stayed only there? Uh huh. The all your jumps have been the same the, drop yeah. zone. Oh, geez, man. I know. Okay, My I, students I, I, jump at three different drop zones, mandatory. 
you have we go we go we travel through these other drop zones and other mm-hmm. planes because you can't just have experience out of one kind of door because mm-hmm. you're gonna show up somewhere else and have no idea what's going on when they have a 182 or an otter or a sky van mm-hmm. and you don't want to be the guy uh do i just jump you know, yeah. <laughs> you, know you gotta be you humble know? no matter where you're going so yeah and it's good to learn but you learn so much and what you got to realize is there's good people in the sport at every drop zone. So there's a mm-hmm. huge community of skydivers, yeah. and the sky's the same over every airport. It doesn't change. <laughs> it doesn't. And the altitude doesn't, you know, it all works around the world. So you're, I, I invite everyone to be a skydiver, not a mm-hmm. Texas skydiver or a Cali or a West Coast or an East Coast or an Oklahoma skydiver. Just be a jumper. You know, you need to get around. There's like five drop zones around you. You know, there's a, uh, th- what is it, Lone Star and there's... Temple. There's Lexington. Oh man, I can't wait. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got a car. I got a rig. I'm gonna just yeah. show up. Oh man, that's it. all you do. Show up. Hey, what up? I heard about you on Wazzy Circus Radio. Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will give you a shout out. You know I will. No, man, but for real, like uh, Lexington has a total different vibe than any other drop zone I've been to, right? And it's right there, Texas skydiving. It's amazing. Shout out to Dave, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, so in, uh, learn to skydive Austin.com, I own that. I've, I've taught a couple people how to jump. They're getting their licenses and shit, right? Really? Taking them from zero to hero, right? Um, we start there, and then we end up at Lone Star or San Marcos, jump of the turbines. We start at the little drop zone, and all of them go back there. They don't care about big planes and altitude. Yeah. They want to be at the drop zone where they feel like that's where they want to be if they weren't jumping. So important. Oh, it's so important to have that vibe. And a lot of places don't really have that family vibe, right, where you know this place does. This place is like you, you're you going to bring food to grill. You know what I'm saying? It's more than jumping. You might get on a load. Yeah. You know, or you might do five, you know? Yeah, I think that's the whole thing is it's it's community. Yeah, it's it the has tribe. to be community, the tribe. Yeah, flight community. That picture you sent me earlier, like, yo, flight, flight fam, son, <laughs> right? And it's everywhere. And the more drop zones you go to, the more your flight fam will your flight bam, will grow, right? More skydivers, I mean, we're in. You risk your life with somebody on that plane, Yeah. right? When you call in, you'll meet somebody a few years from now calling, and you, they'll be like, dude, we didn't jump together, but we were on the plane at so-and-so. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, brother, boom, right? Bonded. Even though bonded, done, fam, family, cool. So you, you've been skydiving for two and a half years, but before that, you were a race car driver and a motorcycle racer. Yeah, I mean, like, amateur, you know, but... Um, but I mean, track days and yeah. going going after it. Taking it to um, a, as professional a level as you can without being professional right. and being paid for it. Um, you know, I have a lot of experience helping train and manage Indy 500 winner Alexander Rossi. And so um, I know what you, the what the requirements are for being that competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's addictive. It's uh, it's an extreme release and um, uh, it's super creative and it brings together a lot of different aspects of um, self-growth in order to be able to handle, um, you know, dangerous situations with grace and um, constantly, constantly working on self-growth, you know, constantly every single corner um, on a racetrack improving yourself and there is no perfect line there is no perfect lap that doesn't mathematically exist and because there's the the law of diminishing marginal returns 
there's the law of of um, exponential. Um, that's essentially what the what you're playing with as a racer. You're you're playing with the law of diminishing margin returns, where it's like you know if I sacrifice my entry a little bit so I can get a little bit better drive on the exit of a corner. Um, how much of that sacrifice in the beginning is going to grant me better exit speed um, for the next straight? Or if I'm not sacrificing the the entry to a corner, um, but so I'm I'm coming in faster, but my exit is slower. What's the what are what is the the balance to give me the best um, lap time based on that? And so you're. You know, as a, a motorcycle racer, I think it's a little bit more uh, dangerous, but also exciting because you're playing not necessarily on a horizontal plane that you are, you know, in two dimensions with, you know, a car. You've got lean angles to consider. Right. And um, knowing how to judge the, the actual slip of each tire so that you can properly rotate the bike, um, you know, and you're gauging that with your knee on the pavement with a, a puck that allows you to feel the, the surface of the, the tarmac. And, um, it's, the, it's the most, intense. it's the most, uh, unreal feeling ever. And it's like with anything that you start, you know, especially for skydiving, it takes uh, a level of patience and humbleness to really lay the groundwork uh, for your foundation to to um, excel, but that takes time, like in any sport, and that's the cool thing I I love about what you do, which is you you train and help so many people start from zero, and you know obviously you've been able to take that and progress that to its absolute potential. I mean, you can always go further, but where you're at is like is is a place that you know. 99.9999% of, you know, the human race will never be able to achieve. Well, and thanks, Colin. Oh, it's that awesome. very nice. It's, yeah, you're, you're, you're a badass, dude. I didn't waste my life. Cool? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I should have went back to school a long time ago. Maybe I should. <laughs> You've already done more than, more than no, most people no, ever will. Thanks, man. Yo, um, this is kind of a little off subject, but the puck on the knee. Right? Is it just on the knee, or is it the entire calf that's covered when you're sliding on the road, on the bike when you're leaning? You're in a full. Um, you're in a body full leather suit. suit yeah. But the the pla- the puck's a hard plastic, right? Yeah, there are these little, um, you know, replaceable uh, Velcro puck oh, patches. Okay. You know, because you're gonna wear that thing down. Yeah. The rate, do they have they ever come off in a turn? Uh, n- not on not on my suit. Okay, the Velcro holes. But some people's they do. Have you ever been all, have you ever gone down? You had to have gone down. Very minor, minor, stupid things. No, nothing serious. Um, you damaged your bike pretty bad? Not really. Oh, good. It just not slid. Not really. Um, I've been racing for about 10 years, and I, I'm very, very careful about progressing in a sustainable way. But, you know, mistakes happen. You know, Will Smith, um, his, his whole recent um, message lately, if you, if you check out some of his Instagram videos, mm-hmm. is fail often, fail successfully. Right. Don't be afraid to fail because that's right. what's going to propel you. You know, that's easy to say when you're not, when, uh, but when you're, when your failures ends up in broken bones, 
it's yeah. it's harder to swallow right than uh yes. than you know, maybe other things <laughs> but you know uh, uh, failing financially you know it, it can it can work in any in any facet that's that's just as scary for some people as breaking bones right so yeah i'd rather fail financially than break any bones. Yeah. <laughs> i'm done breaking bones i hope so. do you have any stories of that oh yeah i've fucking been skateboarding since i was 8 5 years old Really? Yeah, I've broken both ankles, I've shattered a knee. Skateboarding. Skateboarding got me. That's my that's my brother's sport. Is it? Yeah, I yeah. love it. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I I, I love it. I, I love it, man. I don't ride anymore, though. <clears throat> if I do, I ride bowls. Besides being married and having children? Yeah, and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff, too. But for skateboarding, like, uh, no more street for me. Yeah. I used to do handrails. I was big into handrails and... It's stair sets. I used to love just like six sets and just big kick flips and shit. But I just get, got hurt so much, man. Yeah. So I just big bowls now. When I hit 30, I really started to see my body slow its metabolism down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to you have to approach things differently. You've got to be more uh, – you, you don't heal as fast as you were when you're no. 20. And, and that was the beauty of, don't. <laughs> of what – my facility was able to offer me and the other people who use it, which is you can cheat the system. You know, you just have to treat your body right. You have to stimulate it in the right ways. Um, your body wants to have homeostasis and heal. You just have to give it the, the opportunity to. Um, All right. So back, back to healing. Um, I'm, I'm, really interest, I'm really interested in everything you've got going on. I don't know if I want to talk about the laser lights, the sauna, the infrared sauna, or the oxygen tank. I want to talk about the sauna because I want one. And I, I read yeah. about it uh, in researching you, like mm-hmm. how, because um, I sauna four or five times a week for the heat shock proteins, right? I, I do it in the morning before I go to work. I write jokes while I'm in there. What do you do? I, I sauna in the morning. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, heat shock proteins. 15 minutes, yeah. get you in. You're supposed to have the med. I love it. I, I sweat out all the whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, I do it after my workouts in the morning. It gives me a lot of time to think. It's helped me deal emotionally and with anxiety because mm-hmm. you freak out in there. Everybody, it's, like, it's every, fucking hot. I'm like, yeah, oh, well. it'll push your limits. Yeah, it, yeah. So, like, I'm really interested in the infrared aspects now, the light therapy. It's amazing. Um, you know, uh, I like to describe infrared energy like the power of the sun without UV. Okay. So explain to them the infrared sauna for me. Right. So if you think of um, spectrums of light that you're exposed to from the sun, um, wh- you know, why do we limit our exposure? Because of the UV rays, like you're saying. Precisely. And, and, what I, and UV is, is wonderful for the body to a certain level of exposure, um, especially if you're getting um, UV exposure on your core, that's where you're able to metabolize um, and photochemically convert light energy or UV into um, vitamin D. Okay. So um, that's uh, really, really important for your body in terms of a vitamin for you to... So let your belly fill the sun, huh? Warm your belly with the sun. That's why the beach is so damn amazing. Seriously. That is it, huh? Like, you know, you always feel great there. And you're, yeah. and you're connected to Earth. You're... Your your body is is a, is literally a battery, and you, when you connect a mother, the, the mothership, right, you're getting the full dose, right. Um, so infrared, you know, if you if you remove the the UV, 
because you can get plenty of exposure of that uh, outside. Um, if you remove the UV and you're exposed to far infrared, which is a lot of the rest of the wavelengths that you're exposed to the sun, um, it's an invisible heat and your body absorbs it at a deeper penetrating level and it literally stimulates the the cellular energy that your cells run on. You have between 40 to 100 trillion cells in your body and they need to produce in the mitochondria, mm -hmm. the living organism within that cell, every cell, adenosine triphosphate. Right, ATP. ATP energy. And so if... If your cells that are weak or damaged or depressed, they don't have that energy, they're not going to be able to produce the DNA and the metabolism to function and heal your body and reach homeostasis. And so infrared energy does a couple of different things simultaneously to recharging that ATP production in your body. It stimulates vasodilation, which is blood flow. Mm -hmm. And um, that's allowing for wonderful circulation, higher oxygen absorption, which is essential, higher metabolism of the cells, which is nutrient absorption. So um, it's it's filling the gap of the energy deficiency of your cells. And so then it then it shifts to another, another spectrum of, okay, well, now I've got enough energy. Do I have the nutrition? Do I have the hydration? Do I have the oxygen to supply these cells to, to maximize their potential? And that's where we use other modalities to fill those other gaps because breathing is important. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so do you still sweat? Because you say it's a it's a no heat light. Oh, you bet. Yeah, you sweat more in an infrared sauna than you would in a traditional sauna, but you won't feel as depleted because you're not just squeezing the life out of your your body's cells from 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 moisture. Um, and hydration, you're actually energizing them. So as long as you're you're reintroducing electrolytes, minerals, and potassium, and all of the essential vitamins that you need, and good nutrition, um, you're just going to be amped up even further. That's nuts. Man. Yeah, there's some there's some 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 depth for you on that. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. Um, I really like the machine and what I've read about. And they're not that crazy expensive. So that's like the science, right? But like, how does it actually feel? You know, when yeah. you when you step out of the the sauna, personally, I just feel um, much less anxiety if I was experiencing that. I have more energy. I literally feel healthier because because of that energy penetrating deep into your body, it activates a more effective release of toxins and it's really interesting because your your body is is constantly producing a certain amount of cancerous cells that's just how it works right. and so we have to be able to tip the scales and win the war on inflammation and detoxification of those cells so how do you do that you know exercise nutrition um uh, yoga yeah and you know anything for the mind body uh is helpful but uh, those are, you know, the big ones, and uh, the infrared sauna will will flush out the the ones that are hard to get to, the cells right. that are hard to get to. Because from what I've studied, waste removal is what ages us. We, the cells can't get rid of the waste products, the toxins, and they sit around on the outside of the cells, and that's what degrades yeah. the cells. So 
yoga, the twisting of yoga, the moving of hardcore sports and the sweating and getting rid of the toxins yeah. is what keeps us young. Totally. Right? So that's why I love the sauna. I'm like, get out of me. Right? It feels so good. It does, man. Um, the oxygen chamber. Uh, so for yeah. you guys who haven't seen this, it looks like a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say body bag. It's like a tube. So, it's, a, it's a little submarine-looking thing the size of your body that you crawl in. Remember on E.T.? You guys remember on E.T. when they had caught him and he was all sick and they zipped him up in that like little oxygen thing? You remember that? That's what it looks like, sir. There's a window. Yeah, uh, uh, but it bathes your body in pure oxygen in all your skin. Your skin absorbs oxygen. Is that true? Because, you know, they tell people in skydiving when they first jump, that you don't have to breathe because you're going mm -hmm. so fast, the wind goes through your skin. You ever hear that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I, I've ever heard. Of. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you can absorb things through your skin, um, but the 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 primary mechanism um, is breathing it. And but there is an effect on your body when you are exposed in a hyperbaric chamber or. Um, let's say you're a diver and you're going down, you're experiencing levels of atmosphere increase in pressure. Right. And so that by itself will stimulate more circulation. And when you're breathing in a higher density oxygen atmosphere, you're going to have higher oxygen absorption. You're, okay, right on. I see what you're saying. All right. right. So that part of the equation is allowing for higher cellular function to speed up, especially if you did the infrared sauna before. You're jacked up on ATP energy, and now you're going to super oxygenate your body. Right. You're going to the next level of, of recovery at that point, which is why LeBron James travels with one of these things. Does he? Yeah, oh, for sure. Many athletes do. And um, I have NHL players who use our facility exclusively as their total recovery needs for their acute and serious condition. So like um, they deal with a lot of head trauma, concussions, like let alone, you know, just the the um, amount of attrition that a, a regular athlete sustains, you know, they're also fighting on the ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. So they're getting head trauma uh, in many different ways, whether it's falling on the ice or just slamming into bodies or maybe they're taking getting punches. Getting punched, yeah. Fucking A, they're like boxers that play football. And how do you sustain a career like that? Or, you know, that's why we have a lot of MMA fighters or boxers who are our members. And it's like, you you have to go, you, you know, you have to go to the next level of self-care mm -hmm. um, and and really nourishing right. your body. And, and the really hyperbaric do. chamber works for, for head trauma and, um, and other cognitive functions or traumatic brain injuries and things just because like that. of the, the the oxygen absorption mm. is that beneficial for the cells oxygen absorption circulation um it it is interesting because there is an effect of hyperbaric oxygen therapy which actually mobilizes stem cells in your body and you know you can go and get uh, bone marrow extracted um, you know, in a very invasive procedure, right. run that thing through a centrifuge and start replicating cells and re-inject those into areas of your body as stem cell therapy um, for your your retirement right, yeah. <laughs> funds. But um, you can actually get a really easy stem cell therapy just by doing hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And so your body is sending stem cells 
to wherever it needs. There's, there's there's research on this? Yeah, so one of the things you'll find a lot, yeah, you take a look at our website. If you're under the hyperbaric oxygen therapy session, you'll see lots of um, links to research. But if That you is do, amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, here's a, a story watch I really like, um, which is drowning victims. You know, they're, they're suffering from a loss of oxygen for right. a, a certain amount of minutes, which causes brain damage. Um, and actually the cases that you'll find for research, um, if they're using hyperbaric oxygen therapy and they're doing it soon enough, mm -hmm. um, they can actually reverse that damage a hundred percent. Holy shit. Yeah. So, and that's happened quite a lot with kids, you know, falling in pools Maybe, and yeah. stuff like that. So is this the exact chamber, not the exact, but something like this that they would put a diver in that has it, the, they came up too fast? I see a really good question. Yeah. No. No, it's not the same. When you're going as a diver and you're coming up too fast, yeah. you're having a need to release nitrogen from, from, from your blood. Right. And so um, there, there's these waiting periods as you're ascending right. so that that can clear. And every breath that you take, you're, you're, you're doing that process. You're releasing of some of the nitrogen. nitrogen. But because it's expanding in your blood as the yeah. pressure gets less, so you have to get mm -hmm. rid of it because it's a potent. So you need you need a, a full medical grade hyperbaric chamber that can go to the depths that you were diving. So at. they can. That's why they're metal because they have to produce that much pressure. Yeah. Okay. So we go to one point five atmospheres, but you know, so for all intensive purposes of general wellness, that's going to give you huge benefit. But if you're, you know. In a in the most serious case, a, a diver with the bends with nitrogen. The bends, yeah. Then you've got to go, you got to go to a hospital for that one. Yeah. Oh wow, man. Mm -hmm. So next, we're, I want to talk about the laser therapy. Mm. Is that <laughs> you're so excited <laughs> about this stuff? Hey, is that how would that differ from sitting in this infrared sauna? Great question. There's lots of different like infrared technologies that you can get your hands on. Um, you know, you can get like an infrared wand, and um, or you can do like a uh, like a facial infrared LED system. Um, those are nice. Any exposure to infrared is wonderful for your body. Um, but by our clinical needs th that we have at our facility for treating major deep tissue musculoskeletal conditions, um, those are absolute little toys. Okay. So you got to take it to what's known as class four infrared laser therapy. Okay. And so um, we use a really class four. It's like the mm. fucking Death Star or something. Class four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In, yeah. Infrared so, laser therapy. So that means it's more what like focused. It gets deeper. Higher powered, focused, um, specific wavelengths of of light, and so. Um, you know, let's say you've got a herniated disc mm -hmm. that's bothering bothering the crap out of you, and you've been dealing with it for years. Um, you know, maybe, and we see this all the time. It's like you know, they've been to they've been to chiropractors, they've been to do um, dry needling, or they've done acupuncture, or they've done a little bit of ultrasound on it. Um, the doctor wants to put a fusion in it, and they're trying to avoid surgery. Um, Nine times out of ten, your body can heal that by our experience and what we get reported 
back from our clients who are pre and post surgery um, with their surgeons reporting this information to us from the infrared from, from the whole body from experience. from using our protocols okay so um, you know our our system of infrared laser therapy will literally blast your energy your your cells with infrared energy feeding that ATP production increasing circulation and boosting the energy of the cell so it can just heal itself Self, gotcha you, mobilizes the, the cell yeah you want it just you want your body to do the work it's better at it than, than right than anybody, anybody some guy with a scalpel so um, how often a week would somebody have to do that to get benefits it, let's say it's a, a serious condition we would recommend being really aggressive with it to start. Mm -hmm. And as you start to experience measurable pain relief, measurable range of motion increase, right. then taper it off and then gradually just do you know maintenance level until the problem is resolved entirely or it's at a really manageable condition. Could somebody go from cryo to the sauna and then to the oxygen? I mean, can you overdo it? If you're improperly hydrated right if you're improperly nourished if you know if you're feeding your if you're if you're feeding your body really crap fuel because i know your boys got to be in their planet all <laughs> <laughs> you're not there i'd be like zap <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like um we're gonna do an infrared facial or you yeah know, zap my my tendonitis or whatever you got um yeah we we have uh, a, a pretty grateful staff of employees so yeah that's that's pretty good they were, they were stoked to be there yeah you can do um to answer your question you can do these treatments in combination generally by our experience they work better when you do that mm -hmm. so um i could see mm -hmm. that'd be fucking awesome just mm -hmm. a full day get some b12 shots cryo it up lay in the mm -hmm. oxygen Get some infrared. What's the magnets in the back? What's that room in the back? The, the dungeon? Yeah, and it is like a dungeon. It's the all bricked off and shit. <laughs> like, what do they do back? Yeah. He's got hoses on the wall. Like, he can, like, meat hooks and shit. <laughs> I was like, what's he doing? Uh, uh, yeah, that's, we do have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can really discuss what we do no, right on air with that room. Uh, no, it's yeah. um, pulsed electromagnetic field therapy okay and um you probably many people have heard of like e-stem electro stimulation which is a nice form of stimulating blood flow for surface conditions but people try and utilize those for deeper tissue conditions and um by our experience and requirements that's just insufficient for deep tissue deep tissue uh serious conditions so um we have a clinical grade electromagnetic pulse that your body's exposed to and it's a really it's a healthy electromagnetic pulse because we live on earth and we're exposed to earth's magnetic fields which is known as the schumann's resonance okay and um you know that's why the the battery that the human being is when we're walking barefoot on the earth grounding ourselves is literally feeding ourselves negative ions and electrons to, to recharge our cells. So we just get higher cellular function. It's, you know. From walking, just it, simply touching the ground on your toes, yep. toes in the grass. Mm -hmm. That's why it feels good to do it, huh? Especially when you wiggle your toes. Mm -hmm. You know, you wiggle them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the grass, Dig why not? your toe in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, the, okay. So um, 
the it, the pulse that we expose you to is a replication of that that wavelength of electromagnetic energy. So it is literally recharging the cells, and um, that's like the most. And it's opening up more blood flow. It's recharging your cells. It's opening more up more blood flow, better circulation, boom, uh, faster healing. Um, it it's you know if you want to go deeper into the microbiology, I'm happy to go there. But for all intensive purposes, that's really what's happening. And um, it's it, usually after like a 30 minute session, there's immediate relief as is the laser too. You know, the, the laser, it takes 10 minutes to deliver a standard dose of what we need to supply for a treatment zone mm -hmm. for the PEMF is the acronym for pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. It's 30 minutes for a treatment. <laughs> so that's so nuts, man. So, yeah. So uh, comedian Neil Brennan, I don't know if you know who he is. He was a writer on the Chappelle show. Super, the Chappelle show. Yeah. Super funny cat. Super depressed. Mm -hmm. And he does magnetic pulse therapy on his brain. Yeah, transcranial stimulation. Yeah, is that something similar to the PMF you got? The... We can do that. Really? Yeah, on the low setting. Really? Mm -hmm. He uh, he had positive results from it. it. There's studies that actually prove it. Really? Yeah. Have you done it? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and you have it at the shop? Yes. It's just one of those connections you just pull off the wall and put it on your head? Yes. Okay, because I but saw the things. There's, right? a, there's a specific protocol. Of course. Your, your brain is a sensitive instrument in your body, and the tissues absorb energy very easily, so you have a very, very minimal exposure of low a, a low wavelength, and it's... Um, or low strength, and it's for five, maybe 10 minutes. Um, if you were to go beyond that, your cells would need to be hydrated, and it's just like you, you might get a headache if you did too much of it. Okay. So five minutes on a very low setting for transcranial stimulation is plenty. And it, it, what, it just revives your... It's doing exactly what it does to all of the other cells in your body, which um, you have between 40 to 100 trillion cells in your body, the cell itself is contained by the membrane. Right. The membrane. Sane in the membrane. It, you, literally, this is this is where you got to be sane in the, in the membrane, right? And uh, <laughs> so the the interesting thing that most people don't know of is there's a negative and a positive charge in the inside and the outside of the cell membrane. Okay. And so if you so mitosis, mitosis, that's how things transfer through. You got it. Right. Yeah. So if if that charge is weak, damaged, or depressed. Hydration, nutrition, oxygen can't get can't through that. Through. Right. Waste can't get processed out of it. And there we go with the toxins. Ten toxins can't be. Yeah, ages and it kills mm -hmm. the cell. So it regenerates through magnetic pulses mm -hmm. and hydration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you hydrate your brain? Well, you drink water. Just water. Oh, <laughs> 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 I mean, well, yeah, you probably have like a shot. We just, just hydrate your brain right here. Uh. <laughs> so you have a marketing background. I have a marketing background. I have an engineering background. And, and how did you how did you get into the medical? Oh, uh, I was training athletes, I guess. Well, it was just a, always a passion of mine. And I worked with a number of different startups, uh, beginning with right out of college, uh, Fiji Water and Palm Wonderful. And um, yeah, that was, a, that was a, a really good first exposure to, um, you know, well-marketed, healthy, food in, in a sea of um, energy drinks that with, ha with that have like artificial flavors that 
there's no studies for what these artificial sweeteners do to your body that are super conclusive. You know, are you willing to put that, that, that risk, um, on the table for your body to see how, how that affects you over time? You know, nature is always answer. Right. Always answer. So, um, I started in, into a series of different businesses with, which were health focused and, um, you know, trying to sustain high-end athletics. Um, it was just a, a natural, cohesive path. Right on, man. Yeah. And uh, we spoke before. Your ambition, like a lot of new skydivers, is wingsuits. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty rad. Uh, I've got almost 200 wingsuit jumps, something like that. Really? Yeah, they're, they're amazingly fun. And are they all, uh, are any of them base jumps? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. I've got 35 base jumps, but they're all off of like objects in the middle. Really? Of the night. Yeah. Uh, wingsuit base, not yet. I've got some friends, uh, Charity and Brad Perkins. They travel the world and jump off shit. Um, DBC, y'all might know DBC, Dallas base crew. Um, it's amazing. You can track, right? Yeah. Wingsuit, flying a wingsuit is just tracking. It's really simple mm-hmm. to, to get into. It's really hard to get good at. Mm-hmm. And I came to a point where... Either I learn how to free fly or I'm going to be a wingsuiter forever. Because mm-hmm. a lot of guys wingsuit because they can't free fly. It's the truth. I don't care if y'all get mad. I can see that. Yeah, they try it. It's hard. They can go buy a $700 dress and look cool. They just <laughs> grab that and go fly around <laughs> with their friends, right? And they put a fly side on. You know, they, it's easy to take the byway out, like mm-hmm. to spend money to look cool instead of putting right. the time in. And wingsuiting, it's a lot easier to spend money and look cool. Right, because yeah. nobody sees you in the sky. You're just on the ground in this thing. You get all this glory. Till you get right. in the sky, you're nowhere near your friends. Yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but um, I would love to wingsuit with you. I would as well. Um, you know, I think you've I got feel what 130 like, more to go. Oh yeah, dude, I got a ways, and I think that's going to be a good opportunity to just strengthen my game because I, I want. It doesn't feel good to skip steps. You no, know, it's retarded. You, you, you will feel it. You'll know it, and everybody else will know it, and. Um, it will translate to some extent, I'm sure, like having a, a really solid free fly background and, you know, being able to control situations that you, you may come across with wingsuit flying is that, right. that you need to be able to handle. Are you trying to take it to base? Is that your goal? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's beautiful looking, ain't it, right? It's... I mean, think about it. It's like the most insane, beautiful way to combine human potential and nature. Yeah, man. I feel the same way. It, I mean, it's a man. You right? know the guys... Or a um, woman, but it's a, it's a human being flying those lines, with, unpowered. It's his body. You know, it's, it is a beautiful thing. As unnatural as it is, we're so meant to do it. What is that? Because we don't have any... Um, like, if you're pulling a bow back, there's some instinctual thing that, that you can connect to. We've never flown before that we know of. But sometimes you're in the tunnel and you're skydiving, and you're like, this is perfect. This is what my body was made to do, right? And wingsuiting is the same way. You get in a zone where you're in a slot, and you're flying, and you're like, I can do anything. Yeah. I can go anywhere. I am in control. It's like snowboarding. Once you get snowboarding and you're not thinking about it anymore, and you're just hitting the line down the mountain, mm-hmm. it's one of those out-of-body kind of experiences. You know what I mean? And you'll get it in a wingsuit and free-flying. A good angle dive, a good angle dive, you're not there. You're watching it. You're just fucking... You're going to, if you were consciously there, there's too much to think about. Right. Right? It'd be overwhelming to think about if you move your foot, you're going to collide with somebody. Mm. Right? And I'm going to take that to 
this week's Friday Freakout. Oh, yeah. I want to see what this is all about. So a Friday Freakout is put on by jointheteam.com. Um, I, I love skydiving.org was the original website. People submit close calls. It's called the Friday Freakout. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know what this week's is. Uh, you might have we, just given them. me my new addiction. Oh, you got to watch them all. Just put it on autoplay and just learn. They're, they're, they're <laughs> valuable. We'll be putting it on at Crowd Body Works. Yeah, they're valuable. <sighs> is it froze? Oh, no. Okay. They are internet sucks back here. I don't know what this one is, but they're the craziest videos. The last one we did was um, these people launched a three-way out of a caravan, and as the jumper got out, he scraped his rig on the door and popped his pin. Oh, Jesus. And then he rotated under the group, so there was no two way. people on top of him. He's on his back. The bag wraps around his friend's leg, flip what? it around, whips him out. What? Yeah, Friday freakouts. They're excellent for learning. So you know, when you crawl out of the plane, protect your shit, yeah. son. You know, we'll protect yeah. your neck, go yeah. protect your puds, son. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Protect your gear. It's your life, right? It's very yeah. important that we do this. Oh man, I wish that video would play. It's a twenty way. Ooh. Like it's a twenty way. Something goes wrong. Yeah, join the team, man. You guys are amazing for this. We love it. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> Need to put these things on the chive somehow or some shit. Uh. <laughs> Oh, Friday Freakout's not playing. I'm sorry, guys. We'll get back to it. It's going to happen. If it works. We'll, we'll jump to it when it, when, yeah, it yeah. when it shows up. So you built a car in high school and raced it. Like you built a car like with a, on a team or you just... Yeah. Fun? So... It's basically like a mini Formula One team. Okay. In, Is that the black car, the black and orange car? Uh, no, I don't have it, actually. Um, it, it's If I had a picture, it'd be on my, my Facebook, maybe on Instagram, but... It's uh, essentially Society of Automotive Engineers is um, a collegiate program uh, globally for students to collectively um, design, build, and race a formula car. And um, that happens at competitions globally. Our first competition was in Fontana uh, back in 2008. Uh, 2007 was when I got involved with it, and then we competed and hauled and shipped our 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 car, um, which was which had some really great design concepts to it. To you England. guys built it from the down the ground up. You, oh, it was yeah. all you guys fabric fabricate and lay all the molds for carbon fiber CNC all of the uh, um, you know different components in the car. Where did you go to school? Cal Poly. San Luis Obispo. So it's like beach town, but it's basically the same San rank. San Luis Obispo. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like Santa Barbara, but uh -huh. a little bit. Oh, yeah. California. Yeah. It's it's as California as you can imagine. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. we have Fridays off. We go to the beach. Like, we're not studying. Right. Or we're, we're like, hitting the mountain bike on these epic trails. Or or there's wings. Uh, there's uh, windsurfing. Right. Um, so uh, how did you end up in Austin? Um, I had lived in LA. I had, um, a lot of experience and family in San Francisco and, um, I had moved back closer to where I'm from, which is close to Lake Tahoe. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, there's nothing. You've had a fucking magic life, dude. I'm still going, man. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. Shit ain't over, baby. <laughs> I'm just getting started here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh. Oh, you know, the drop zone out in California is one I, I would love to skydive at, but you need a lot of jumps to be Which able. one? Um, Truckee. Truckee. Truckee is right on the outside of, it's the coldest place in North America, I think. Um, 
and it's right outside of Lake Tahoe. So when you jump, I think the elevation there is like 8,000 or something like that. Um, so you, you, you do need a lot of experience before you jump there. But yeah, because if you're only if you're going to ten or twelve, it's a hop and pop. Right. So imagine you only go up three thousand feet, and you just got to dump. You just a quick skydive. Yeah. Plus, you know, the the air density is so yeah. much less. Yeah. There's like nothing. You're coming in hot. It's like Colorado. So I moved to Austin because it was obvious that it was one of the most vibrant cities in the country, and it, and it was only then, like back in uh, 2011, when I moved. Um, it's transformed even from that time to now tremendously, but it's, I feel it's only getting better. You know, there's, there's sacrifices in, um, other ways, but it's amazing. Yeah. The population's out of fucking control. The, the traffic's <laughs> gotten better in some ways though. And what? it is improving. 183 is getting more reworked. Yeah. They're, they're putting work in, but man, it takes me 10 minutes to get out of my neighborhood sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. I you know, turn around right. the corner, there's a sea of cars. You're like, oh, fuck. But, but we now have Uber and Lyft that have transitioned their business models into Bird and Lime scooters. Right. Do you like those things? So Bird and Lime are owned by Uber and Lyft? Yes. I didn't I, know that. Yes, they are. I, I know at least one of them is. I think those are fucking ingenious. They I are. think they're dope, and we want to go do it just to do it. People are using yeah. it for life. I want to just go cruise the capital. We take it to the skate park. Oh, that's the shit. <laughs> so you live downtown? No. No, okay, but what, just park, grab one, and go, right? Yeah. They're pretty badass. Are they everywhere? They're, if, there's I, not a, if there's not a bike lane, you can use the sidewalk. Okay, that's the law. Yeah. Okay. And that gives you access to wherever you want to go. The entire city. They look like so much fun. Dude, dude. And they're cheap. It was like a, a quarter a minute, or a dime a minute or something. You know. Or a nickel a minute or something like that. It's taking less cars off the road. Or yeah. it ta- it's taking cars off the road, and it's it's more fun. Yeah, you know, you got to be careful on them. I've seen some bad accidents. But Have you seen some? I know. They're coming. Mm-hmm. But I think they're not the deaths of, like, you know, people in cars. You know, there's. Right. I, I would think it's overall better in many different ways that's pretty rad for like the future of cities because they're electric i guess when they get low some guy in a truck comes and gets them and goes and takes them to a charging station or yeah. something right and they're just all over the city oh it's so awesome yeah man. i was on them yesterday i would get mad though if i like pull up somewhere to get something to eat and i park my shit and i went inside somebody's like Ding. yeah dude it, that's why it's like it's like playing uh, like a mini Grand Theft Auto or something like that. Oh, I can it, see that. Very, like, you look like looking for fucking vehicles. I'm gonna organize a, a like a little like um, like kind of a, a rally or something, or a race like a cross. When you like, you gotta find some Easter egg across the city. That'd be so and dope. Then, like you get a prize or something. You gotta like still. You gotta like at least transfer like three times. Like you gotta find them. You yeah. can't take the same one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I started talking about the car, um, then we we got sidetracked. But uh, so in college, the SAE—that's what oh, that yeah, right? Yeah, we're, the, we're the back Society that. of uh, Auto Engineers. You said Society of Automotive Engineers. Um, you you basically design, build, and fabricate your own race car. Who pays for that? Are there grants? Fun. Fortunately, your the engineering college paid for it. Oh, that's you dope. know the different different educational grants that go into different programs. Which is so awesome because these cars, um, you know, probably would cost anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand dollars in materials. Um, right before the build. 
maybe including labor as well. But um, so it's, you know, if you have a, a cohesive team with people who are really dedicated to the mission and intelligent and in how they they craft the design, um, you can produce something that's really magical. You know, you, the first time you step into a formula car, even if it's like a go-kart or even if it is a go-kart, you're, you're pretty amazed with how much grip and capability that car is like you're gonna you're gonna experience a lot of g-forces and so um it just it just felt like i should have been born in it it just felt <laughs> like oh right. this is where what I'm constitutes live. formula um it's the that's a good question it's the formula of regulations that surround how to build a, a race car for formula one you know they have a lot of different restrictions and regulations to make sure that the car so it has nothing to do with fuel or the engines per se that's a it's, component uh, yeah that's a component of it but it's not like they're racing a different fuel and that's why it's formula one right i don't know that's what it sounds like to me they got like a jet fuel or something yeah that's a i mean they do they do special um additives for their fuel and stuff but um, okay it's the formula the car was built on. yeah the formula of regulations that surround how to put the 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 how to design it okay. and build it. Right on. So for our formulation, um, we have to have a certain wheelbase and we have to have uh, a certain, um, like, uh, it has to be open wheel. It has to have certain, like, safety regulations. and But we got, that's the beautiful thing about, like, Formula One and other um, things that, engineers can come up with and be innovative and creative and in, in how you know you can look at the rules and you know you can stay within the rules but you can create be creative in how you gain a performance advantage and so our performance advantage which was an excellent idea was to be the first um, collegiate team to introduce aerodynamics into it when you're when you're driving a race car um, you're limited with the amount of grip that you have and g-forces that you're you're capable of sustaining in a corner and the way you get around that is with down force down force right and you want to limit so spoilers in the wings in the front exactly um so um you're we we used street bike engines for these things okay so you're putting like um i have a yamaha r6 uh -huh. uh, track bike um, you would put one of those engines into the car or you'd put um, – our team decided that um, they wanted to put a, a dirt bike engine in it because it was a little bit less weight. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, guys, you're trying to produce a race car with a solid rear axle with downforce. The way that a solid rear axle works is as you turn into a corner, the inside wheel has to lift up. Because there's there's no differential to account for the difference in speeds right, okay. as you rotate, so it's kind of like a, uh, I think it's a little a bit of a, a podunk way to make a race car, but it offers weight savings because you don't have the extra weight of a differential. Right. But um, that by my standards that wasn't that wasn't enough to make the difference for the performance that you would get if you just had a real differential, a bigger engine. Um, because when you're, when you're using downforce on the, on the rear of a car, you're pushing it down. But if you need to lift the inside wheel, 
that's an equation that just doesn't work. Right, so you're working against yourself. We, we really would have won the competition in England um, at Silverstone, the F1 circuit, against like 100 or 60 other teams from around the world, including like the best ones from um, Stuttgart, where Porsche is like helping these college students produce the best race car ever. We would have won it, but uh, we went with like a crappy dirt bike engine and a solid rear axle, and it, it just started hopping and skipping in the middle of turns. And Did you not test it before you went? They were really behind on their Ooh, test schedule. And gotcha. I'm like, oh, man, this is like... What an experience, though. It is cool. Um, Ross Braun, the Formula he's Ferrari. So when Michael Schumacher um, was winning all of his championships in Formula One with Ferrari, mm-hmm. um, Ross Braun, he was, the, he was the head of Ferrari at the time. He's the team principal. And he later then uh, went to Honda, and he then became um, uh, part of Mercedes celebrity status and he walks in and starts like inspecting our car oh, and shit. like you're shaking hands with ross braun and it's just amazing to see like his his intrigue on your little college project right <laughs> right no that's badass man so uh what's next for for crowd body works are you gonna add any more treatments or you just want to get the word out and what's going on there's there's more things that i would add um maybe at a second facility but um you know we're four years in so i want to grow this um, carefully, I, I want to get the awareness out about it because our capabilities are are so ad- advanced, and um, we have all of the you know check our reviews out. You'll see what we're capable of. You know, from bone fractures to meniscus tears to just general recovery to stuff that um, to like articular cartilage damage, um, where you know orthopedic surgeons and um, other doctors haven't had success or other therapies haven't had success. So. We want to build on Austin's awareness of what we're capable of because um, if Austin knew what we were capable of, we would be overrun. Abs- overrun. But there, at the same time, cryotherapy is a relatively new market. And so there's a lot of places that just want to get into this as a business because it's it's exciting, um, but they don't necessarily have the experience or the background to, to really make it uh, about the healing. It's more about a business. And we differentiate ourselves in that way. And so we've seen a lot of places shut down. Um, a lot of places exploded for crowd therapy in Dallas and Austin's a little bit behind in the market here. And now we're seeing a lot of places in Austin because we were the third or second facility and the first facility in Austin to offer, um, offer crowd therapy that was, that met the city's approval for public safety requirements. Because we're dealing with liquid nitrogen right. to turn it into a vapor, and that allows us to get um, a, a wonderful effect that we need. But um, but a lot of places have closed down because they just don't know how to to market it, or they haven't had the the kind of success that we've had. So we want to just be careful about how we grow, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm constantly uh, coming up with really good success cases but how we how we share that is something that i'm finding is my my biggest opportunity right now and how how do people find you on the webs yeah i mean if they're driving right by us on mopac they'll see us of course but um if you're on line you'll see that there are a ton of different cryo facilities we are the highest ranked facility 
Um, we do have the best reviews and um, you'll see us on the top charts there, uh, which is nice. So it shouldn't be hard to find us if you're just looking for. And what about therapy. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, we've had a pretty. <laughs> so just cryo body works? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Right on, man. <laughs> Thank you for um, one other thing I wanted to talk about, actually. And. Um, I wanted to give you this is thank you for the shirt. I think it's absolutely amazing. Oh, it's really one. hard to pick because um, I like them so much. You got this like cosmic element to it, and I had no idea that the um, the painting that you did uh, with um, Axel and what was her name? Yoko. Yoko Ozaki. Axel Zolman. Shout those out. Those were the pe first people I flew with at iFly. Yeah. And uh, you had them on your shirt and. Yep, that's them. They used to compete on Team Axis 21. Uh, Axel Zoman was a hero to me. He was a free-flying motherfucker back in the day. Yeah. And so was Yoko. Yoko's like a... She's a celebrity in Japan. She's a complete celebrity. What? Dude, she's got so many commercials of her like doing skydives with like cell phones no and computers way. and shit. <laughs> Lots of commercials, dude. You can Google it. Yeah, she's out there. So yeah, that that... That painting is called Fire. It was dedicated to them because they had passion, man. Mm. And Axel got me the job at iFly. He's the one who hired me. Wow. Yeah, pretty fucking cool, man. Well, on that, I wanted to give you yeah. um, Crowd Body Works CBD tincture. CBD tincture. Yep. Ting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so CBD, is it is it pure anti-inflammatory? What the, what's the deal? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really know how to utilize the plant of cannabis or hemp. Right. Um, you know, what is it? You know, like most people just smoke it. And really um, the, the best way to absorb the nutrients, um, the only way really is to actually ingest it in the plant's most natural form. And so CBD extract allows your body to absorb um, the CBD because you, it's essentially a superfood vitamin um, that that you're be able to ingest as your, a central nervous system nutritional support tincture. Really? Yes. And so it's it's packed with vitamins, um, terpenes, magnesium. Um, your body has a receptor, uh, a a bunch of receptor sites in your body for in your central nervous system for absorbing these nutrients. And the, really the only way that you do that is by ingesting it. And so if you're having um, inflammation, these uh, CBD will drastically help with that. Um, and it has a wonderful effect for anxiety, uh, sleep, um, producing much better relaxation. Really? So what, a couple drops under the tongue, I guess? Sublingual, hold it there for 90 seconds. You'll have a lot of bioavailability. And then after that, um, just swallow it, or you can add it to whatever you need. Um, we, I will guarantee that we have the highest purity, the highest potency, and the most affordable CBD that you'll find in the Austin area. Um, Cryo Body Works. Yeah, yeah. For your CBDs, baby. Yep. Uh, is there a website where they can order these from you? Yeah, they can come in, or you can order it online through cryobodyworks.com. Very cool. Yeah. Right on, Colin, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's an honor. Uh, it was a pleasure, man. That yeah. was super fun. That was fucking 
educational. All I normally talk about is like parachutes and nonsense. I can't wait to do that with you. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You'll have to come back. Sorry about the Friday freak out, guys. Uh, we're going to watch it after this because you got to check them out. They're yeah. fucking crazy. I'm, I'm down. All right, guys. Join me again on Wazzy Circus Radio. Uh, learn to skydive. It'll change your life. It saved mine. See yeah. ya. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fun, man. Yeah, let's go.